Hello, and welcome to the MNC Mindset Podcast, where each week we bring you short conversations on big ideas. My name is Sharon Crook, and I'm joined by my husband, Greg Crook. Together, we run CrossFit MNC in Monroe, North Carolina, where our mission is to help others find their true potential and live healthier, happier lives. Good afternoon, dear. Good afternoon. So, another later than usual recording. Um, we had the youngest grandbaby, and there was no prying her away from you. So no <laughs> podcast this morning. Um, I also don't think there's anything or any such thing as a quiet house when there's a two-year-old in it. Uh, no. <laughs> and we're doing this for before I took the dogs for a walk, because then all you'd hear is a bunch of panting in the background. Um, so, um, I first want to start this one off with um, Tuesday. We are starting phase two of our strength cycle, and we got a little video um, outlining the week, and then that included um, the next nine weeks. Um, and this coming from um, Mayhem, who is get who we're getting our programming from now. The last three weeks was a building phase um, and the intention behind that is you know just really kind of establishing numbers for this phase um, so phase two is going to be utilizing the Doug Hepburn 8x2 method and I've never heard of it before um, but in the um, newsletter email which you've probably seen if you're listening to this um, and if not, check your inbox. Um, it's nine weeks long, starts off with eight sets of two with 80%, and we're gonna use the heavy singles that we did um, last week on front squat, bench press, and deadlift. The list will stay the same for the next nine weeks. Um, and the idea behind it, and I typed all this out in the email, is week one, we're gonna start off with eight sets of two at 80%. The weight stays the same every week for every for every lift. Ending on week nine, we'll end up doing eight sets of three, so you'll be able to add a rep at that same percentage. Um, and it's kind of cool the way it's laid out. And, you know, it's easier to see than it is to to necessarily get it from what I'm saying right now. But each week um, after week one, week two, we're going to replace one set of two for a set of three, and then each consecutive week, we just trade those out. So week two is seven sets of two, one set of three, week three is six sets of two, two sets of three, and so on, um, down to number one. And that 80% number is a good all-around strength builder. Um, anywhere in the 80 to 85% range is, is heavy enough to test you, but still light enough that it always moves well but you definitely know you're going to be working and um, we're going to take a set every 90 seconds um, in this phase as opposed to every two minutes um, we'll probably add one more warm-up set um, to allow everybody plenty of time to get up to that 80% um, to where they're good and warm um, We'll just have to kind of see how it goes. It's going to start Tuesday, um, but I would put this in the email as well. I would I would expect in the afternoon classes, especially when we have those back to back, some delays. I think we can get the work done in an hour. The problem is where we start. You know, the getting behind is getting whiteboards out and cleaning up. So, um, you know. Those of you listening, the, the faster that we can get that done, the better. Um, at least, and kind of like before, you don't have to leave, but just get off the floor so we can get the next group in. Um, but I'm excited to start it. Um, we've got a, got a good week. Um, I've, I like what's, what's coming up. I don't remember, honestly, right off the top of my head what the other conditioning work is. I know what... Monday's workout looks pretty good. Um, we're front squatting Tuesday, bench pressing Wednesday, 
deadlifting Thursday. That's something else that I I want to make note of is it happened the last three weeks and it's going to continue the next nine. He's going to alternate the days that we do the strength work and then the order of the lifts on those days. So it'll be bouncing around kind of all over the place. Um, so try to make as, as many of those as you can um, so you don't fall behind on any of this. Um, but looking forward to it. It looks looks kind of neat and something I've I've never tried before. So curious to see how how it works. You got any thoughts on it before we move on? My, my biggest thing is I I really like and we you and I have done percentage work before, not this particular style or method or um, what is it called the cycle, I guess. But we've done lifts using percentages before and I've always I like those like like you said it's uh where I you know I know I'm going to be working but it's going to be completely doable so I'm not too intimidated by it and it's also you know, moving forward for everybody it takes guesswork out of well what should I put on the bar yes that's that's so going to be nice yeah look and, at your um, what did you lift last week when we built to heavy singles 80% of that is what we're working with this week and we're not building you know it's going to be 80 percent across the board so yeah everybody can come into the gym knowing what their work weight is you yeah, know i feel like most people got all those in um we might have had a few on vacation I'm well just guessing but the beauty about well, sugar is you it shows you yeah it, it'll give you an, an a estimate, guesstimate yeah. of of where your where your max is and that's i didn't I didn't think about that. I haven't poked around on that a whole lot because I, I just know I don't need to go. Um, but but that'll be a handy little tool. So that's good. If you did miss, we can you can just work off of that. Um, next thing I wanted to mention, um, and folks will folks will see whenever they they come to the gym tomorrow. Um, I did some more rearranging in the back, um, <laughs> and there's kind of a lot going on there um we've had on my gym owner member member or yeah gym owner member groups on uh, facebook kind of a hot topic um lately has been open gym and and primarily it's been brought up because of because of covid and like having extra people and and one thing and another and um and with everybody pretty much all CrossFit gyms utilizing some kind of limited capacity classes with workstations and everything else, um, space has also been you know a, a big topic, and and we've we've talked in previous podcasts about um, our plans to expand class, and um, again I'm I'm kind of all over the place, but it but it's all it's all related um, and we you know I, I've actually even reached out to to some of these guys that I have relationships with and trust their opinion and stuff and um, I know most of you guys have, have seen that you know there's been increased cases in, in various states and uh, and I think people are finally willing to admit that in some of these situations, it was um, protest related is why they're seeing some of the spikes. And um, nonetheless, with the increased cases, um, there's still some uncertainty about, you know, a possible second shutdown. And, and that's just something that all gym owners are, are in a bit of fear of. Um, and we, again, in a previous podcast, you know, I've talked before about if we had the money to just outright buy it the equipment is still not available um i looked for just a pair of 25s i noticed one of the pin laid pairs has got some cracks in it and needs to be replaced and i looked just out of curiosity and, and they don't have not that kind not any kind of 25s um so it even if it was available we can't do it and you know again speaking with these other gym owners and stuff like that we just if it was available, it'd be easy to swipe a card and, you know, 
and drop the six grand that we need to add those two places, but it's just not a good idea right now. And then, and then I, I refer, like just financially, it's not smart. Too much uncertainty. And then I think about last Friday, where, you know, the afternoon classes was a ghost town. <laughs> like it, we're just not where we need to. So all that to be said, um, this week. Um, as soon as the tape gets here, I ordered some more tape. I've uh, rearranged the back um, where kind of the little open gym spot used to be, rest in peace. Um, I've moved a lot of that stuff out of the way and, and just kind of done away with it for the most part um, so that I can better we can better utilize the mats that we have and we're gonna increase the size of the workstations that we have. We're gonna keep the 12, but we're gonna add more space. Um, I fixed it before the 6 a.m. class came in, but Wednesday when we did the, the road run bike, mm -hmm. I had bikes and rowers in the squares yeah. and it was, like when I walked in, it's a chaos. I, I didn't, I wasn't like super happy with it, when I left it Tuesday night, and then when I came in Wednesday morning, I was like, oh my God, this is a nightmare. It just, it made me claustrophobic. But we got, gosh, probably six more feet, probably closer to eight, honestly, that we could spread out amongst all the squares. So we're gonna go from mats to mats, basically, um, and extend them all by a couple feet which is about all we need for a machine. We need about both of them, the bikes and the rowers take up a footprint as far as width goes of about two feet. So that's gonna, I think it's gonna be nice. It's gonna, and I'm also, I was looking at it Saturday and, and I'm gonna move where the weight stacks are to the back of the square instead of the front, like towards the back where the bikes and rowers are kept. Um, I think that'll be a little more convenient for our squat and bench press days where the back row needs to roll their plates hard. They're not having to go literally from the front of the gym all the way to the back. I mean, we're talking 10 feet closer, but that's 10 feet you don't have to roll, you know, 100 plus pounds across the floor. So, Well, I think, um, and you, you may be getting ready to say this, you're also shifting the squares back in general just a little bit because that when you added the piece of rig on to the end, we've got a squat station, two squat stations at the end of the rig near the back of the gym that there's no square there. Like everybody has to kind of scoot down and yeah, we're gonna, line them up the, a little bit better. Yeah, literally the tape is gonna go from the very edge of the mats where the concrete is, where those two back squatting stations, the last squares are actually gonna begin there. I moved and that's what I did with kind of our quote-unquote open gym area was I got rid of the majority of the mats and stuff that were back there I shifted the GHDs and skiers their own their own little their own little island if you will uh, right by the lockers um, and this was part like my OCD loved the way I had the bikes and rowers split there were six and six on each side of the the mats by the wall the problem was that I only needed four of each, like when I was staging for workouts, I only needed four of each. So I had to truck two of them through the rig and weave them out and get over there. So what I've done is I moved the ski ergs and rowers, or ski ergs and GHDs on their own little, little spot of mats. And then now all the bikes and rowers are lined up, I have four of each and then eight of each. So it's gonna be easier, more streamlined for me staging, like moving them in and out whenever we need to. And um, and we'll we'll be using, let's see, rowers twice this week, bikes once. Um, so it, it should should make my, my job a little bit easier, um, even more so once the, the, the squares get shifted back. But, well, but there's, anyway. There's I'm, also things, bar facing burpees that we haven't been able to do box jump overs are a little bit difficult in that smaller space so it's going to open up a little bit more yeah that's my, that's my hope the bar facing burpees it 
I mean, nobody's steel. really sad that we haven't been able to do them. But well, that's those are my favorite because I can paste them better than I can do the, <laughs> the lateral ones. But um, but anyway, that that might be a stretch, but there's there's a chance um, anyway. But I'm I'm excited to use more of the floor space. It's gonna have it's gonna give for, folks more room, and when we have well, there's uh, Friday, I believe. We're going to be rowing, snatching, and doing um, box jump overs. It's fine. Um, so that's going to be a busy station, but I'll have I'll have them done by then. So I'm really curious to see good. how well, that'll be a good test of the space. And, and yeah. I know it's going to help. Is it going to be the perfect fix? I do. I don't know, um, but but anyway, it's going to be a the easiest thing that we can do right now, and and, and in general, it's just going to utilize the space in our gym much better. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to do it. I'm tape's supposed to be here sometime tomorrow, so I'll start you know working on that. You know, possibly as early as Tuesday. Just kind of depends on on what we got going on. Um, speaking of Tuesday, got. Um, the folks from Maintenance RX coming um, to the next thing on the list, and and I actually signed a, a they call it a biannual, but a, an every six month contract for those guys to come out and service all of our cardio machines, the bikes, rollers, and the ski ergs while they're there. They don't, I don't know, if they necessarily need it. They don't see nearly as much action, but other than oil and a chain every once in a while. Um, I haven't done hardly anything to them. They and they pull the fans, like clean the fans, like like they do a deep cleaning and all this other stuff. So I'm I'm excited to get that done. Um, was really pleased with the work they did on the barbells. Uh, and I actually got a reminder in my phone to have them schedule them to come out and do that every six months as well. So um, yeah, I'm excited about getting all that done and getting our squares expanded so that folks got a little more breathing room, hopefully. Um, and the last thing I wanted to talk about this week was um, something that I noticed and probably many fist bumpers out there on Sugarwide noticed um, that you've started a little, and we'll call it a feature for lack of a better <laughs> word, um, in your notes. Uh, called Badassery and Opportunities, and you give, um, which I think is is great insight into, you know, let's call it mindset inside of that workout, um, you know, some of the decisions you made. I, in the email, I, I pulled out a little quote out of one of them. It, it was actually from the, the row, run, bike day um, that I thought was really cool. Uh, and I wanted to ask you what um, what made you decide to start doing that? Honestly, it was a conversation with Kay Kayla, um, I don't know, last weekend maybe, you know, recently, right before I started it, and I was giving her advice about something, and I don't even remember what it was, but she's like, oh, you should you should write a blog or something, or, and I, I remember, I, you know, I told her, I was like, I love, you know, when the, these things that I want to share with people pop in my head, you know, and they, they fly right out of my brain and I can type them out, but trying to put myself like on a, okay, you've got to write something today or, you know, just, it's just not yeah. natural and doesn't, it, it makes me go blank and this and that. So I started thinking about it and I was like, you know, I could just kind of share little thoughts or insights on SugarWad. So it's not like I don't have my own website or anything like that, but just, you know, let me help myself as well as help some others and the reason behind it you know I, I kind of started pulling away from breaking down my workouts movement by movement rep schemes all that stuff for me personally because I thought you know the next time if I see this workout again it doesn't matter what I did six months ago I need to do my best that day and that may be completely different than what I did six months ago so I don't I don't want to tie myself to that mentally you know, so it doesn't mean zero notes. It means just I'm not going to 
well, I did this and this, like every single thing. And that's just a personal choice. But I still have things that I experience during workouts. And it's important to me for us, all of us, to recognize when we do things that we can be proud of. And it's also important to be humble enough or to be to, to know that this is all part of a, a, a process, a journey, to say, and I didn't do this as well as I could have, whether that's an actual movement or giving up on yourself, which I've, you know, I've struggled with a lot over the years during a workout. So I was like, well, that's what a good thing for me to look at, at in myself with each workout and then share it. You know, because it's, it's okay to be proud of yourself when you do things. And it's also okay to be like, yep, didn't nail that one this time. Because <laughs> you know? yeah. that's how we grow and learn and, and get better at things. And sometimes, like I said, it's a, it's a physical movement. And sometimes it's a mental, we'll say movement, or you know, a mental struggle or a win for that day that, you know, I, I realized this, I realized that. Um, so it's just, that's, just, and you know, I just like the word badassery. I'm not even sure that's a real word, but. I keep getting a line every time I talk. Okay. About it. I kept getting a line under it, so I think um, you made that one up. Right, and then, but I like, you know, I felt good about myself because I was able to do this, and no, it's perfect for what you're doing. And then I also, you know, I, I have a hard time. Don't I don't not use the word fail, but I, I don't love it either. And so looking at something like, oh, I sucked at this. And said, like, hey, here's an opportunity for me to recognize something I can work on or needs my attention the next time it comes up. So that's where the name came from. And I'm just kind of playing around with it. And it helps me to get it off my chest and to, to throw it out there to you guys for, like, accountability. Yeah. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm a little jealous because, like, I have these daily. But I don't. You know, Tuesday and Thursday when Courtney coaches 530, mm -hmm. I have some time to actually sit down with my phone and log my score. And then anything that I got to share, you know, unless there's something super pressing that I immediately got to get started on. Um, but usually I'm entering my score as the truck's warming up before I head home <laughs> and I'm trying to get home as quickly as possible. And I just, not the fastest typer and and I over explain and it turns into being a novel every time I do something like that so um, I like what you're doing and jealous um, that you're able to do it but uh, <laughs> so many things that I can't do though so many um, things but well, you know but it's but it's good and I like you know our, our the core values that we have for our gym, the very first one is stay humble, and um, you know I like that that you're humble enough to put yourself out there because a lot of people won't, and and that's that's important. It's, obviously, it's important to me. It's it's one of the things that that we use as a north star for making business decisions is is always knowing that you know it could be done better. There's there's something else to improve on, which is why. I'm doing all the things that I am, you know, and, and that they're consuming me so much is, um, is those, so I, I appreciate your ability to, to resonate with that because that's, that's directly in line with, with, you know, one of the, the biggest things that I feel like it will always keep us moving forward as, as a, as a business and gym family and, and, and the, hopefully the experience that we're able to give our members is is that humbleness um so don't ever lose that whether it's you know within yourself on your performance or you know or whatever it is there's there's always always something that all of us could do a little bit better at sure or and, it, or, and i'll share this as there's kind of a um a personal side note said and well you you know but i have struggled a lot in the past with chasing perfection and really, really beating myself up if I didn't achieve it or 
not being able to admit when I didn't achieve it. You know, pr- mm-hmm. telling myself lies or a story that that beefed up what I had done. You know, and that was it. It, it, it centered a lot around my career at the time, but it affected my entire life. And over the past several years, I've been able to see the error of that and, you know, learn that that's, there, there's no such thing as that. And so this, this concept of sharing with a group of other people, what I can't do well is like 180 (laughs) degree turn for me, which is why it's important for me to continue to be able to do that because it's been such a liberating action that I take for myself that I'm, I'm happier I'm not worried all the time fearing fearing failure what are people that you know, they're gonna judge me they're blah, blah, blah. of course I'm a human being I'm not perfect you know so it's just helping me practice well I've, and I've, I've commented to you lately it, and just we've been doing this together for so long one of my biggest frustrations with you is was for lack of a better word you were such a head case um, <laughs> when it come to workouts and even ones that didn't matter, like just a class workout and, and when you used to compete and stuff, like I always felt like that thing between your ears kept yeah, kept yeah. you from, from reaching your full physical potential, um, you know, within a given workout. And, and I haven't, there's been a, like I cannot, I've, I've told you this mm-hmm. before, but I cannot remember the last time I've seen you quit on a workout now and that is huge for you mm-hmm. like huge um you know it would happen occasionally and, and we'd be really excited together about it but i don't know when i i started noticing but i was like hmm. well I was, I, that was one of those workouts i would have yeah had, you know and i know i'm sure there's some anxiety that that comes around a workout every once in a while or something like that but you don't seem to to let it control you anymore right so. and that the quote that you actually pulled out from the run row bike workout i reread that and that was one of them i would have tried to do that workout chasing i can't scale i can't scale you know blah blah, blah and I, I would have destroyed myself right. trying to do something that i wasn't ready to do and so instead you know being able to like and then this past saturday's workout did that doing those double unders and I was like 500 <laughs> yeah. really Sharon like wh- when's the even... last time you even did 300 yeah. like no way forget it and so I switched it and I had a great workout yeah that's anyway yeah, I so it, it, I read your note on that one and I didn't even I, I guess just because five rounds of 99 double unders wasn't even a consideration for me period I didn't even do the math on how many it right. was. It's like, oh shit! Um, and I, I really but, didn't either. I, in my head, I just thought sets of thirty-three, and you can, you know, I can do sets of thirty, but mm. nope. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, no, I got. Um, I laughed when I was giving fist bumps. I saw Gary's note that <laughs> he got to forty before he switched, and I, I did eleven, <laughs> and I had tripped. I know twice getting to eleven. I was like, oh, but isn't yeah. it isn't it great though yeah. when we can shake our head at ourselves like what was I even thinking? Switch it mid workout, have a great workout, and we're not beating ourselves up the rest yeah, of the day I'm, about oh I failed, oh I can't, you know. Yeah. So it's it, my hashtag skill for life campaign has been <laughs> the greatest thing ever. Um, but yeah. all right, well cool. Well, I think it's a a neat feature, and if um, those of you listening, uh, if you haven't stop to check that out whenever you you giving fist bumps uh do there's always some some cool stuff sharon's a good she's a good writer anyway she usually i usually will spit words out onto a page and then send it to her to make it sound <laughs> um, like someone with half a brain would actually write it so um well that's all i got you got anything else to add i don't think week? so looking forward to the week all right cool um Well, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. All right. Take care, guys. Good afternoon, dear. Good afternoon. We are live on location um, in the Aldi's parking lot. (laughs) We rode uh, 
to town to grab a coffee and we wanted to try the new little scooters uh coffee on 74 and we were talking about our podcast topic on the way up here and pulled over to so i could doctor my coffee a bit and um sherry mentioned we could just do it right here so that's what we're doing we just found a parking place and um gonna knock this thing out um got a what i think is a little different but interesting topic today um it's about we we're going to answer the question of who are the three most influential people um crap i butchered up the wording of that let me read it how's actually who are the three people who have been most influential to you that sounds a lot better um <laughs> I thought that'd be that was a, an interesting question. It made it certainly made me think, and um, I didn't want to just spring that on Sharon because I wanted to give her some time, and because it could go a bunch of different directions. And I'm we're choosing to talk about the three outside of the fitness space, um, and um, I'll let her go first, and and I'll ask her. Who are her three and these three people I like anybody other than like a coach or a, an, an athlete unless you happen to like grew up with one which I don't think you have but um, who you got or who's who comes to mind with the few minutes that you've had yeah well, you, to, when you first asked I had I had the one you had one person immediately pop into my head and that is my dad and then I've, you know, spent five or so minutes kind of processing that, thinking about it, you know, who else is that? And it's interesting then, you know, I could, I could probably explore this for a lot longer than we have for this podcast, but it's, you know, I, I know, I know my dad now different than I did as, as a child and growing up and, you know, as his, him being responsible for my upbringing and, and this and that, but, you know, I can... I can look back and say that my perception of him as I was growing up may or may not have been who he really was and that you know that doesn't mean anything bad it's just my, my childhood perception of him and I the reason I immediately went to him is because I remember on a regular basis looking up to him and wanting him to be proud of me he was neat and orderly and spoke well and, you know, quote unquote, ran the household, you know, with, with love, discipline, you know, we had to do chores, we did not get paid for them, chore chart, so my sister's listening, <laughs> it was on the fridge every week, um, and, you know, there were expectations of performance in school, but, you know, and there was some reward there too, and, even things like he and and I can't not include my mother in a lot of this, but um, you know, we for a couple of years in a row in my during my high school years, they they gave me an, an option of not watching television for the entire school year, and the, if I if I successfully did not watch television for the entire school year, I earned five hundred dollars at the end of the school year. Because study was important, and I, I forgot was, about that. Yeah, I was involved in athletics, and, um, and you know, and he was always seeking knowledge, and I just, I just always wanted to him to to notice and to be proud, and you know, words of affirmation um, were were so important to me from him. And again, I don't I don't want to take any credit away from my mother. You know, she's also very important person in my life um but I just remember as a young girl wanting that you know and, and making decisions would would my dad be proud you know and there was a time that I did not make those decisions <laughs> but, of course. um you know so that was that was first and foremost the very first person like without a doubt that's just it, you know he was his presence in my life his behavior was very influential on my own for a long long time basically my whole upbringing well you made it easy on me because I, I was going to ask you questions why but you answered all of them mm -hmm. um, who else 
Well, and that's where I started to struggle a little bit. And what I, what I really, what I came to realize is that I don't know that I can point to any, any other one person or two more people specifically that have had this, you know, a huge quote unquote lifelong influence on me. I have had a number of people that have had bouts of heavy influence on me or that I've learned something from um, or that somehow impacted my life, had a significant experience, you know, whatever. But I don't know that I could say this person fits into this particular category to answer this particular question. Um, some, so many of these, these relationships or experiences were relatively short in the grand scheme of things. So I can't, you know, I can't really say that this person was a heavy influence on my life. They, you know, certainly, I, I certainly had people that have helped bring me to where I, I am today because I learned this, this from this person or that from this person or this from that experience with this person. And, you know, but I can't, I don't know that I can name two other individuals without rightfully naming 18 of them, you know? Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that's abnormal. It, everybody's life experience is different and, and, you know, who and what situations they're exposed to and, you know, who helped help them through it if they needed help through it yeah. or, or whatever. So, and I've uh, had a number of those, but it, what it made me realize is you never really know how important somebody's presence in your life is. You know, that, that there, there could be, you know, even short-lived relationships, and I don't mean romantic relationships necessarily, just any kind of relationship, you know, that you know, I see all the time and I hear people talking about, oh, I used to have this friend, or I used to have, you know, so things happen to relationships, whether it's distance or falling out, but that person may have had an impact that you don't even know of yet on you, or that experience. If you did have a falling out with somebody, what did you learn from it? You know, so that's, that's, I just can't, I can't rightfully pick two more people. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily consider all those like a flash in the pan, but kind of they you know well like all, my all high those. school coach you know she had she had some influence on me for a couple of years and you just I, I would think to be on this list it would it would be a long lasting like I don't yeah. think you should have to struggle that much if right. if they deserve to be on the list not not that they weren't influential in some manner but the most yeah so, That's interesting. I guess I I get out of answering the whole question in full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So get, what about you? You get, you get one of three. Right. Um, I actually have three, uh, and they're I guess somewhat cliche a little bit, but but it's it's just the truth, um, and not necessarily in this order because I can't I don't know that I could put them in order of importance, but. Yeah. Um, We'll consider my three straight across and not up and down. Um, but it's my mom, my dad, and my grandfather's, my mother's father. Not the mother, grandparent wasn't right important or you know influential or anything like that. But um, and I'm looking like when I read the question, it, it, I couldn't. The lens I was looking through was like as an adult looking back what because I, I think I, I didn't realize if if you would have asked me this shit maybe even 20 years ago I wouldn't have been able to answer and these people might not have been that answer because I haven't had enough life experience to realize that that you know they what you know that that they were actually influential on me in, in this way mm -hmm. but um like my mom just she's one of the most selfless people is that the right word yeah selfless people i i know um always willing to do for someone else and and most of the time before 
herself, but yeah. strong enough and and to be who she is. And um, I don't know, it, you know, a lot of nice things that that I could say that people should say about their mothers, but I don't know. It just it, it's something I admire and, and fall very short of being. Um, I I know there's some traits of hers that I have most likely but I don't I'm certainly not the person she is but she made a big enough influence that I you know I, I try to be as best as best as I as I can um, and as far as my dad goes we didn't we didn't have the best relationship and I, I never you know I don't want to say opposite of yours, but it was much different than you. I, I didn't do things to try to make him proud or anything like that. I don't, I don't, he was much like me and I'll say it cause I know he's not listening, but, <laughs> um, you know, moody and I'm moody and, and it, you know, but what, what was influential is that he was he was who he was and wasn't necessarily unapologetic about it um, and that's something authenticity is something that I've I've learned to appreciate even if it's not like in in many ways I wish I was more like your dad and super outgoing never meets a stranger will talk to anyone on the planet for much longer than they want than they want um you got some of that but, nailed down <laughs> but super but only if they're inside the gym i won't i got my head down and i won't say anything to anybody outside those four walls um but like he's he's just so outgoing i wish i was more like that but that's just that's not who i am mm -hmm. and i i remember now you know my my dad being the same way if if he knew you then you know, if he saw you out or whatever, he talked or whatever, but like, I remember, you know, my friends coming over to the house, um, you know, my brother and sister's friends coming over or something like that. And he wasn't, wasn't rude, but he didn't go out of his way to like be their buddies. Um, it's like polar opposite of what your dad does. And I, I wish I was more like that, but I'm, I'm just not, <laughs> um, and having a house full of daughters and boyfriends <laughs> coming over, I don't mind being that way at all. It, I like keeping them on their toes, but um, that you do. But it, I just now I appreciate him just being who he was, even even if, and I we never had a conversation about it. We did we didn't have that kind of relationship to really like did did he wish he was a little different way. Um, Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but um, people, people still respected him, and he and he worked really hard. And that was one of the things when I when I went to work for them, I heard the most about his willingness to get out there and and work. And we, my parents own a the a ready mix concrete company, and um, Actually, it's across the street from the gym, which most most of you know where that's at. And um, but he didn't have to, but he he spent his day going from job to job, and he'd throw rubber boots on and get out there and rake concrete with with the with the customers that he was serving. And he he certainly didn't have to do that. He could have stood on the side and Supervised. and watched yeah. and you know and 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 you know, which is still more than what a lot of folks would do is more than than I did when I was over there um or at least more more often than I did I but but anyway just work ethic um like and I I I do it now sometimes because but then sometimes I, I think it's in me from him as like his one of his things was you're the first to show up and you're the you're the last to leave because it's yours and uh, you know I do that to this day mm -hmm. sometimes I don't 
that ain't necessarily something I like, <laughs> but, um, and then my, as far as my grandfather goes, um, he actually was the founder of the concrete company that my parents owned. They, he retired and they bought it from him. Uh, and he was, he was a super nice fellow and probably the most respected person in throughout the community that I was involved in from work, church, just anywhere and everywhere that, that you know, anybody that he that he had met or, or come across, you know, no one ever had a bad thing to say about him and um, from him the influence is more from somewhat from a somewhat business standpoint a little bit because he he was, and his whole, like my mom and, and others have told me, like, his family were a bunch of entrepreneurs. They always had, you know, whether it was, you know, selling knickknacks and just, I can't remember all the things that they were involved in, but, but something. And that whole road, you know, William Supply, like it, it was, that was his brother. And anyway, they I guess if, if I had to boil it down to to something it is he wasn't he wasn't scared to try anything you know as far as and that and I'm, I mean that from a, a business standpoint like he just went after something that he wanted and he made decisions when they needed to be when they needed to be made even the tough ones um, and even the scary ones and he just and I I just use and I know this is supposed to be outside of the fitness but it I don't know it, I just there's lessons from him that I use regularly and I, I, I just didn't feel right leaving him out of the list um, but like starting the gym and, and stuff like that I, I just I had no question I didn't there was no no fear involved there was some but not like if we needed something we I just got it and I'd figure out how to how to make it work and, and I think some of that come from him um, that's one of the things that I admire about you is your Again, I, I know there is some fear in there, but the, the fearlessness, the, the courage that you have in making decisions and pulling the trigger on things. And, you know, because we're married and, you know, run this business together, I have such a large amount of trust in you to do those things because I'm full of fear. And I, I'll like, oh, what's the right thing to do? And so I look to you and say, okay, this is what we're doing. And I say, okay. And I, and I trust that you're going to make it happen. And you always do. Even, even if later on you say, I made the wrong decision. I should not have done that. But you still get us through it. Well, yes. And I've, I've, to be clear, I've made a bunch of those. <laughs> um, but I, it, I'm, I'm thankful that, that I, well, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be coming close to celebrating our eighth year without it. When I listen to, you know, these podcasts, the business ones and stuff like that, that's one of the traits that all of these successful business owners have is, is, you know, fairly low aversion to risk. Like they're, they're willing to, and I'm, I don't, I don't know. It's a it's a it's something internal for me because I don't do a whole lot of thinking if if I want to do and you know the handful of you listening like the changes that's been done at the gym, moving something around, like I get it in my head, like and I can find a way to make it happen. That's what's going to happen. And then if it was wrong, then you know we deal with, we deal with that after the fact. And that was a, that's a lot of like 
that was in my granddaddy. Like he, mm-hmm. I saw that he, my dad was in a, a pretty bad accident back in '95, uh, and he came out of retirement to to help my mom, and uh, and he done a bunch of that because it was a lot. It's one of those things you don't realize how much a person does until they're not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we needed some help, and there's a lot of stuff that 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 needed to happen, and, and he come in and and he he went to work and you know some of the things were were much needed that had been put off a lot of things didn't work out like we thought but but you don't know you know until you try those things and and that's like my willingness to do that I'm a hundred percent sure came from whatever gene that is that he had Um, well I think it's it's fascinating to me and you you know you and a few handful of you guys that that know you know I'm I'm always watching human behavior I'm reading about it you know just it's something that I find super super interesting and um you know both of us went towards people that influenced us in 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 those those important years of you know of when you're you're still figuring out who you are what you're going to be not not necessarily a profession but you know what kind of person you're going to be and um, sounds like both of us have that in common that the people that influenced us the most made us who we are today or had a, you know, had a huge part in it um, and that, and again I, I, I can't take away from, from my own experiences so many people that also had a small part in that um, you know, through their own presence in my life my reaction to them that experience whatever but uh, it's, it's, it's really interesting to to think back, you know, and I, I think I would encourage all four people who are listening to the six. Oh, my bad. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to leave those two out. <laughs> um, I'd encourage you to think about it, and you know, who's been an, who's been an influence in your life, and why, and you know, what's helped you become who you are today, and then and then keep your eyes open and your mind open to people who are still influencing you today. And sometimes that that may not be a good thing, you know. Yeah, that's... you might you might be being influenced by somebody without even really realizing it. Just you know, just because we don't pay attention, we live our life day to day and get caught up in in everything that we're doing. But you know, it's, it'd be a good opportunity to say, you know, am I am I heading down a path that I'm proud of? Am I becoming somebody that I'm proud of? Am I doing things that I'm proud of? And you know, just kind of analyzing that a little bit. We certainly want to to put energy towards becoming better people. Well, and the we joke, but the those of you that are listening, you're you've got to know us because you are, you know, you had you made the decision that you wanted to to become a better version of yourself through fitness, and and that's you know, there's the whole self is is more than just getting better at burpees and thrusters and pull-ups and stuff so I, I think that's a that'd be a great exercise for yeah for everyone I think that's a good place to end it yeah you got anything else to add I do not all right I enjoy this a little not off topic but that was cool I, yeah. I like that I hope y'all did um thank you for listening and we will catch you on the next one bye guys <laughs>